Hello, everyone. This is episode 714 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, April 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Mark Cruznez, and today I've got some games to talk about, including Totally Reliable Delivery Service, Snakey Bus, Hyper Parasite, Disaster Report Summer Memories, and Curious Expedition. And I am very excited about my discussion with a buddy. That's right, a buddy about Totally Reliable Delivery Service. This marks the first time I have ever had a guest on this podcast. I believe, I don't believe in all 713 previous episodes that there's ever been anyone other than just me on them. So at the end of the regular bit of the show, you hear a little ninja come in, and then there's about a 30-minute segment I recorded with a friend. His audio was a bit messed up because he just got a mic. He's not used to podcasting. He's never done it before. And since he got his mic post-COVID and all that jazz, I wasn't able to go over and set it up and make sure everything's perfect myself. And I haven't been super clear with him how to set things up. So when we recorded our conversation, which was about Again, totally reliable delivery service, as well as our plans for the anime podcast and all that jazz. I He asked me at one point, do I need to wear a headset in order to hear my own voice? And he may have been saying, do I need to wear a headset in order to hear my voice, as in me? But he just worded it wrong. Because in in some cases, people like to hear their own audio back so that they can hear their levels and stuff like that. And I was like, you don't need to wear a headset for that, but it's important to wear one to hear me. And I didn't really notice when we were recording that he wasn't wearing any headset. So in his audio, he also wasn't as close to the mic as I told him to be. But in his audio, you could hear my audio. So I did my best to clean that up and still have his voice and and increase the levels of his audio while not having a lot of noise in it and having it sound as clean as possible. So I hope that those who make it to that part of the show uh, enjoy it and that it doesn't sound too bad. I think it sounds pretty good given what I had to work with, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy hearing my buddy Justin talk about the game and some other jazz with me uh, and I hope if you like him you have some kind of words to say wherever it is you want to say them so yeah I'm excited to put that out there and to have people get to experience one of my best friends my best friend who lives by me for sure 100% my my best local buddy um so yeah I'm excited about that. But there are other things that I have to talk about, like I already talked about, or that I already mentioned that I'll be talking about, but also some news. There's been (laughs) quite a bit of news that happened. I don't know what all that was, but uh, there was quite a bit of news that happened this past week. Most notably, I'd say, is the delay of both The Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR. And what makes them extra notable is that they are delayed until further notice. So there is no new dates 
for either game. And this is alarming because, one, what does this mean for other games that are a little further out? This is clearly something that they're looking at. Okay, May is something that we're, we're not confident that the structure and all that jazz, you know, GameStops and all these brick and mortar stores and uh, distribution centers and blah, 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 will not be where we need them to be in order to put these games out there. Um, and, and, you know, it could also be development with both games. I, I'm assuming that because like one of the things that is definitely something that can't be done right now with the, the current uh, pandemic is any kind of motion capture, stuff like that. But I would assume all that has been finalized a long time ago for The Last of Us Part Two, and they're just bug fixing. Uh, and I think they said as much. But um, yeah, the fact that they're delayed indefinitely is like, okay, is Ghost of Tsushima still going to be coming out in June? I think the, the date was. Um, will that get delayed? I'm assuming that will probably get delayed. Will Last of Us take that? Like, Will Last of Us now come out after uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Will it now become a cross gen launch title for PlayStation 5. Will the PlayStation 5 come out this year? I don't know. Uh, we had Phil Spencer on the latest episode of Podcast Unlocked and he seemed pretty confident about the Series X coming out this year. But who really knows at this point and, and how certain things affected and like are they going to put out a system if there are no games for it? No no new games. Are they just going to put the system out there to put it out there? Does that make sense? Um, there are a lot of questions and no answers at this point. But yeah, that was a, a big delay that was, I think, expected by a lot of people. I think people were hoping that The Last of Us Part Two was going to still make it. Want to be one of the last games that makes it before we start seeing a lot of the big delays. But... It is not, and the, the, the real thing about it is just that we have no future date, so it's just like, well, clearly Sony has no idea what's going on right now, and therefore it's just like, there's no point in, like, they didn't even say later this year. They weren't even confident enough to say 2020, so who knows what's going to be uh, going on with any of that stuff. But then, not exactly news, but the latest Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 3 Remake. And I don't know if they've ever publicly referred to it as Resident Evil 3 Remake or just Resident Evil 3. But that game came out today. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But the reviews came out earlier in the week and they're all over the place. And the thing I'm finding very annoying in a lot of the complaints is that it's too short and therefore, it's not worth $60. One, I hate equating value uh, in terms of money and all that with a game's length. That is the biggest pile of shit way to, uh, to, to rate a game, to uh, value it. Because if, it, if all that matters is a game's length, I was telling this to my friend, like then the game Two Worlds came out on 360... I think PS3 as well, but uh, also on PC. That game was a janky, broken piece of shit. And it was not good. But it was an open world, uh, very long game in the same vein as something like Morrowind and stuff like that. 
So does that mean it's absolutely worth $60 because it's, you know, full of so much content, even though the content is shit and broken and just horrible? You know, it's not enjoyable. Does that make it worth $60 because there's just so much of it? Is it, is it just about quantity and not quality? That, that's what it sounds like from these people. And also, what makes it even more infuriating is that they, they compared it to Resident Evil 2 Remake and acted like Resident Evil 2, the remake, was some long-ass game when I, someone who wasn't familiar with the original game, beat it my first time in six hours, and then I beat it again my second time in less than four so Resident Evil 2 wasn't a long-ass game. I get, Yeah, we have the like B-sides, A-sides, whatever the hell they were called, but that's it, and that's okay. I know that they eventually got DLC in the form of those Ghost Survivors stories, I believe, but those weren't there at launch, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. So it's not like there was a whole bunch to Resident Evil 2. You know, so why why is Resident Evil Three getting all this hate for its length when Resident Evil Two is just as short, uh, if not shorter? Because uh, I've heard a lot of playthroughs in the range of five to seven and a half hours, like five and a half to seven and a half hours. Some people that are more familiar with it have gone through it quicker. Uh, the the one complaint I do see and can find merited and I'm like okay that is a complaint that I understand and that's fine uh, is that uh, so people have said that the original Resident Evil that remake was very true to the original game and then Resident Evil 2 remake was about 50-50 with new stuff and you know staying true to the original and that this remake of Resident Evil 3 is a complete departure and almost is entirely different from the original game. And for those looking for a remake of 3, this would be a disappointment. If they're, if they're people who are familiar with 3, love 3, and wanted to experience a fresh take on 3, then I understand being disappointed. Uh, that won't be the case for me because I don't have any experience with 3 at all. Um, but I get that. Then I, I also started wondering when people were complaining about that, do they, same with 2, are, are they out there saying this is a remake or is it a reimagining in a sense? Is it just like a weird not reboot reboot of the series uh, starting with 2 and now with 3? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what their wording around the game is, uh, which I'm kind of curious about. But then people are still talking about, okay, what do they do next? Resident Evil 4? Uh, or do they go to Resident Evil 8? Uh, and I, I people are talking about Resident Evil 8, and I, I like it's not a real thing. And I'm pretty sure they've already talked about it. And then like recently, they're like, "Oh, there are werewolves in it or something." But maybe I'm wrong, or that's just some Resident Evil game that could be anything. But I, I do not need a Resident Evil 4 remake anytime soon. I would much rather see Code Veronica remade, or I don't know. Maybe just stop with the remakes. I, I I think three was definitely needed because that one wasn't available on any kind of modern consoles or harder to play on modern consoles. Uh, it's probably available on PS3 via PS1 Classics and, and Vita as well. Uh, but Code Veronica at least is backward compatible on Xbox One, which is nice uh, for PS4 owners. 
they're out of luck. But um, yeah, that is the one that I would still like to see remade. Uh, four, four people have a lot of love for. Like I, I would like to see four remade because I think four is an incredibly overrated game. But uh, that is just me. Uh, another thing people complain about with three is that oh, it's it's too action focused. When the original, from what I've heard, was more action focused. And I don't understand why. I mean, you want a remake of three? Or do you want a remake of two? That is just more. I don't know what people want. Um, I'm fine with having it be more action focused. I, I really liked five, which was an action game. And from what I remember, Resident Evil 4 is pretty action focused. So what the what the fuck? I don't I don't get it. I, I, and I just, I don't get the love for Resident Evil 4. It was a good game, but like, as soon as you have to start babysitting the president's daughter, it turns into a piece. Like, I fucking hated that so much. Up until that point, it was pretty damn enjoyable. And I don't know how long that stuff lasts because I quit on the game after I had like, I'd put her in a dumpster and then she'd still get found. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of even hiding her if the enemy can still find her? I just like, no, I, I do not like having to babysit someone. And then I really hate having to babysit someone and then not being able to put them anywhere where it's just like, okay, I don't have to worry about you. Uh, it's just, you know, it's already a stressful game, any Resident Evil game. And then they just add this stupid bullshit thing that is a automatic failure once she's found. Or like, I don't know if it's automatic failure if they just like they find her and then they start dragging her and then you could maybe save her. But like, whatever. I hate her. I wish she could just die and I could keep playing. But, um, yeah, Resident Evil 3 came out and people love it. Think it's good, but not as great as Resident Evil 2 and are pretty disappointed by it. So it's all over the place. Uh, I, I don't think there have been any real takes on Project, well, Resident Evil Resistance. Um, because nobody was really able to play prior to launch. So it's it'll be interesting to see how that is um, taken by reviewers and the public. Because uh, uh, the, the beta was okay, but um, I don't I don't know if I am going... I, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but it's something I feel like I'd much rather play with if I'm not playing as a mastermind uh, to play with friends and not just by myself i do love and this is something i hope we start seeing more often uh with games in the future especially with the size of hard drives and and moving to ssds and all that and not having as much space i love that the same as the the same goes for call of duty modern warfare the latest game is that they break up the game into its individual pieces so for downloading the game the, the complete experience is like 44 gigabytes or whatever. But the single player, you download separately, 22 gigabytes. And then 22 gigabytes roughly for uh, Resident Evil Resistance. So if you don't care about the multiplayer, you don't need to download it. Or if you just care about the single player right now, you download that now. You get your fill of that. When you're done with that, you can delete that and then download the multiplayer. If you're really, you know, uh, space conscious and don't have an, enough space for both uh, at the time the same is you know the case with uh, modern warfare where they broke up the single player i think they even broke up the single player into two bits 
and then there's a multiplayer, and then there's now uh, warfare. War? What is it called? Is it warfare? It's, that doesn't sound right. Not no, it's not modern war zone. <laughs> I think that might be it. But war zone is like a hundred gigabytes by itself. I don't know what that is. Why it's so big? Is it just a map? Pick? Like I don't, I don't understand that. But um, yeah, I, I really love seeing that, and I hope that becomes a standard going forward. And I, I'm. I'm highly doubtful, but it would be cool if this could happen, but I, I'm doubting the, like, I, I don't think it would be easy for them to go back and update games to break them up in, in, in a way so that they can be downloaded that way as well. Um, say, for instance, with, like, Grand Theft Auto Five, can you break out the online bit and the single-player bit? And how much of a difference does that actually make? Does a Grand Theft Auto is it the online bit just pull all the assets from the single player, and then it's not much of a difference, or is it its own separate version of the city that's less detailed because it's an online world? Like, I don't know how any of that stuff works out, but um, yeah, I do like that about it. But uh, I'm excited to play it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna uh, cheat and uh play it and and count it as an attack the backlog episode and just release it way 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 down the line because i i kind of want to make resident evil like the the staple series of attack the backlog and just have them all be part of it at some point and then uh once i do finish three though i i can finally play resident evil four but what i want to play soon maybe after three is because I really want to play it, and I, 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 yeah, I just want to play it. I think I might start Return of the Oberdin, but um, things I have actually played since the last episode uh, include Snakey Bus, and Snakey Bus is basically 3D Snake, where you are driving a bus around an environment, uh, whether it be a more fantastical environment that is not at all realistic like just a bunch of looping uh roads uh, or this like circular tunnel thing that has a bunch of like foliage here and there and it's all weird looking and this not psychedelic there's some weird areas but then there are also certain cities like there's miami paris a suburban area uh another town or city of, of note i think and then there's also a dorm so you're kind of like a miniature bus in that area and you are driving around these spaces picking up passengers until you're full and then delivering them to various designated spots on the map and when you do that your bus length increases and you're capacity to pick up passengers increases as well so you start off only being able to collect 100 i think is always the the default size the default capacity and as you collect passengers and drop them off your capacity will increase it'll go up to 100s 200s you know 300s and the length of your bus will get longer and longer and longer and you will then eventually reach the back of your bus and you can jump in the spaces so then you can maybe like jump over yourself and then create these little like tunnels for yourself to make it through and you're just going about these areas trying to get as long as possible without 
losing momentum and speed because once you stop moving, you have about, I don't know, three seconds, if that, to move again or it's game over. Uh, and in some of the areas, you can fall into lakes, into space, etc. And then that will also end, obviously, the run. But it's just a, a high score run where you're trying to you know, get as long as possible uh, with no time limit or anything like that. And the, the physics can be really wonky. There are times when I'd hit like my tail uh, that is kind of intersecting at an angle. And I like become the, not the point of the arrow, but the line behind the arrow. And I'm going towards that, that apex. And then I hit it and it just sends my main bus flying like crazy. And... It's kind of fun and silly for a bit, but it gets old real fast. You can play in first person, which uh, I didn't really try because I can't imagine that being particularly enjoyable. But I played it for maybe an hour, a little bit more than that. I, I was surprised that it's an easy uh, 1,000 achievement game. I got all the achievements in it. They're They're basically just for unlocking the various worlds and buses so you only have two or three maps unlocked at the start and the way you unlock maps is just by playing and getting high scores and every time you get a high score on a map it's just cumulative like you you don't it doesn't count your high scores on all the maps and that's your total like you can get uh, a score on the same map over and over and over and over again. And that just keeps adding to your score, which is nice because it, like, it would be a pain if it wasn't that case. Um, but that's how you unlock the maps and various buses. So you just have like a basic bus at the start. And then you can unlock a school bus, a party bus, a double-decker bus, like a dragon bus, and the cluster truck. So I'm not sure. I'm guessing this is made by the cluster truck people. I really like that game. But um, this one isn't as fun. It's not as funny as Cluster Truck could be. Because uh, I think Cluster Truck could be really funny when you're just like, you're running along these trucks, you're jumping around, and then you see like a crash happen in front of you. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? That is just a, an absolute mess. Um, and you can see crashes and, and crazy things happen in this. But then it's just like, okay, well... I guess it's the end of this run. It's not really funny. It's just, even though that could be the end of the run in Cluster Truck, it's just like, and this is like, okay, I guess it's over. Some of the spaces really don't lend themselves well to the the game, I don't think, like the dorm and, and other levels that are more about uh, verticality and having a bunch of like ramps and stuff you go through. I'm like, this isn't fun. Like I like the more open spaces, like the cities and stuff like that where uh like it just feel it feels more like a, a traditional snake game in the 3D space as opposed to this weird thing of just like okay I don't like I don't know what I'm doing anymore like I don't know why I'm doing this uh which and that that's kind of shitty in the in the sense that the default level the first level that that it puts you on is the dorm and I think it makes a terrible first impression I was like oh I really don't like this but um, yeah, the the thing about it is that I I look at it having played it and gotten my fill of it and and realizing that it's a very easy achievement trophy game, um, 
and that I feel like there's probably only a half hour to an hour of enjoyment out of it before it gets super old and it's just not really fun to play anymore is that games like this because I so often uh, think of them and I, I'm like equating value to I'm not equating value to time but to, to the, the experience games like this make me think of Radalaka games and those are usually not always but usually $5 with a launch price of $4 this snakey bus is $12. And if anyone should love this game, it should be me because I adore Snake. I made a game that was heavily influenced, that was a Snake game, but had added certain elements to it and different types of modes. I had that as my game of the year for, I don't remember when, but uh, Hard Lines, which was a mobile game made by, ooh, what's his name? smithy something i think it's been so long um but he also went on to make tango fiesta and i don't know if he's made anything since but uh i really really love that game because i love snake i played snake so much on my dad's nokia cell phone when i would be at the dentist's office like, I, I adore snake it's a, it's such a simple concept but I, I think it's so much fun and if anyone's gonna love a game that is Snake, um, it should be me. And I really didn't enjoy the majority of my experience with Snakey Bus. I played it. I, I beat it for all intents and purposes. And then that was that. So, yeah. A bit disappointing there. But uh, if you do like Snake and you like achievements, but if, if you are a fan of Snake... And you look at the game and you're like, this seems interesting. 12 bucks is not too much to give it a shot. Because um, you, you may end up really enjoying it. Um, then I played Hyper Parasite, which is a twin stick shooter that is a, a rogue-like. And the way it works is that you are this parasite, this like blobby, this blue blob that can take over other beings and some of them will be locked the majority of them will be locked uh, initially and you are making your way through these areas room to room uh, clearing them out by killing all the enemies and the the gameplay hook of it is that you are this blob but you can take over other enemies so initially I think you only have the ability to take over cops regular cops and like bums homeless people with shopping carts and they have their own individual life bars and attacks and special attacks and stuff like that and when you're in blob form you get you get hit once you're dead you will come across upgrades that allow you to get take more than one hit and there's a store which allows you to purchase various upgrades and ability things like that um but while you're playing the game uh you may end up killing an enemy and then their brain will show up and then you take that back to the store and then it will unlock their it'll unlock them as a potential to be taken over you still have to pay like you'll have to then invest gold which carries over from playthrough to playthrough you don't have to like pay it all in one playthrough which is nice and, and then that will unlock them for being taken over um i played a bit of it and i i really enjoyed what i played 
I don't know about its legs and, and how long it will grab me for, but I, I think it looks good, and I really like the gameplay loop of taking over someone's body, then fighting enemies in that um, body until I'm killed, and then taking over something else and just repeating that over and over and over again. Unless I get into a, a scenario where I'm stuck against nothing but enemies I can't take over, and then it becomes then it becomes really hectic and scary because I know that if I am hit once, I'm just I'm done. Then my 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 run is over. But um, I enjoyed what I played, uh, and I I would recommend it to anyone who likes twin six shooters and roguelikes because uh, like it's very much a roguelike there's no carrying over of any of your upgrades or stuff like that the only thing that carries over are the unlocks in terms of who you can uh, take over and if you've unlocked the option to take them over but haven't fully paid them off then whatever you've paid off up to until that point carries over as well but that is it in terms of what carries over so it's very much a rogue like not a rogue light speaking of rogue lights uh, apparently, there's a Rogue Legacy 2 in the works, and it basically looks exactly the same as Rogue Legacy, just instead of it being pixel art. Like, it looks like, okay, Rogue Legacy was DuckTales, and Rogue Legacy 2 is DuckTales Remastered, just from a visual standpoint. That is like the differentiation in, in visuals, and then it just looks exactly the same. So I'm excited for that because Rogue Legacy is probably my favorite Rogue light or like uh, of the bunch i've played through that on multiple platforms to completion multiple times like i i fucking love that game so much so i'm super excited about that but then um i also played a little bit of disaster report for summer memories which is my first disaster report game ever and I don't know this is if this is how they've all played out. There is a VR, I mean, there's VR support. I'm not sure if it's just the main game with VR support, uh, which I haven't had a, a chance to try out. But um, I don't know if this is how all the games have worked in the past, but it, it's very much so a visual novel half of the time, it seems. And, and then you play it uh, like a traditional 3D, third-person adventure game. And... I kind of like it, but I find that it, it can be tedious at times with just not the, the greatest writing. However, like where the writing stands out and where it seems like it'd be fun is in how horrible you can be, which is tough for me because I do want to play the nice person. But an example is that one of the first or like the real first choice you have is that you're on the bus before the earthquake happens. So the disaster report is where an earthquake happens and you have to then survive and you can help people on the way. In some cases you have to help people in order to progress and it's never that clear. Uh, and it seems like in most cases, just in, in my time with it is that you'll always have to run into someone and help some people to progress. It's not like you can't just avoid everyone um, they do ask you a lot of questions. Then again, like, okay, if this happened, what kind of person would you be? Would you just be uh, focused on yourself? Would you be going after your family? Would you just be trying to help everyone? Blah, 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 blah. But once the game starts going, one of the first choices you have on the bus prior to the earthquake is that an old lady is standing in front of you. 
and you can give your chair to her. Um, and no matter what, you will give your seat to her. Uh, but the four options are, oh, you see, you see an elderly woman, you give your seat to her. Two, you look around the train or you look around the bus, you're like, oh, okay. Then you give your, your seat to her. You think about it, realize that your stop is coming up pretty close and then you give your seat to her. And then the fourth option is you curse at the old lady and then you give your seat to her. So the fourth option is they're like, you, you motherfucking old hag. Would you like my seat? Come on, sit down. You fucking bitch. Um, which is like, it's so weird, but they have a lot of options that are usually the, the bottom option. that's just like, okay, be a dick, but you're still going to be good. And sometimes you're not going to be like, there's, there's silliness in that sense. But for the most part, like it's, it's tedious and, and tedious in a way that isn't super enjoyable. Uh, and like, it, it feels very much like a choose your own adventure. And what is also a little bit disappointing is that there are certain moments where a crazy thing is happening. So, I had to push a truck out of the way in order to get to the next area. And I was pushing. And then, like, this fire started happening. And I'm like, okay, do I stop pushing it or do I keep pushing? I'm like, no, I just keep pushing it. And then this woman started to help me. And then the fire started raging even more. And it was like, oh, shit, we're still not being able to move this car. It's like, what do I do now? No, I'm like, nope, keep pushing it. And then her students came and started helping. And the fire, of course, raged even more and, and even hotter. And I I decided to push through and just like keep pushing the truck. And I'm like, there's there's no going back at this point. And when I decided that, it gave me the option: do you want to save and quit, or do you want to continue? And I hit continue, and then it just sort of loaded for 30 seconds, or maybe a little bit longer. And then we were on the other side, and I didn't get to see the car the the truck actually pushed. I, I was confused in them like. The the game is a bit janky and buggy, and in moments like that, I was like, "Well, did I just fail? And is it reloading the main?" Like, I was confused in the moment because it made it seem like my choice was leading to failure, but it it was the right choice to make. Like, I I didn't go back and see what would happen if I decided not to push the truck. Would I just not be able to progress to the next area? Would it have pushed itself anyway or something? Or would I have managed to do it just by myself? Like, I don't know how the thing would have played out. Would like an explosion happen that pushes the car or the truck by itself? And then like a fire hydrant would magically open up and then put the fire out? Um, but it's it's okay. Um, but I, I really need to play more to see what's there. Um, because it's 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 not grabbing me the way I would like. like I wish that it was more not so much silly but I just wish it was more engaging and from what I've played so far it isn't super engaging um and that's a little bit too bad but um yeah that that is disaster report for um summer memories played that on PS4 uh, and then the last game I played is Curious Expedition, which is uh, an interesting game, another roguelike that is 
uh, and it, it it reminds me of something like Oregon Trail, even though it's very different. It, it feels very much like a board game. It, it reminds me uh, of Robinson Crusoe, and that it can be very brutal and challenging. So the way it works is that you start the game as one of a handful of explorers from like the 19th centuries. And I was like Charles Darwin and Harriet Tubman and, and other people. And then you set on these expeditions uh, across the world. You can start in, in various places of the world on different continents and all that jazz. And it is an adventure game all about exploration and discovery and coming across uh, temples and, and tribes and stuff like that. And you have to worry about your sanity. Like So the, the way the core gameplay works is that it's a hexagonal strategy game, I guess. It feels kind of like just the exploring side of Civ games. And then when you come across discoveries, whether it be a temple or a tribe, a village, it transitions into more of a choose-your-own-adventure type of thing where you'll get a bit of information about wherever you are and then you'll have a few options. You know, If you're at a temple and you find a few relics, like some gold relics, will you take those? If, if you do, you're going to uh, bring about a curse, whether that be like, okay, a, a bunch of volcanic rocks have spawned and are now spewing uh, molten lava all over the place. Um, and and doing that will also lower your uh, reputation with the, the villagers, the tribes people. Um, so there's, there's a reason not to do that, but of course then you will have these uh, high-value relics. So there's that. Um, you can come across animals in the environment who you can fight, there could be a member of your team who decides to go against you and surprise attacks you. And the way fighting works is like a dice game. So you'll have a certain number of dice that, that differentiate between each character in your group. Uh, some characters will be more defensive. Some will be more offensive. And you roll them. You have, I think, three rolls to come up with a hand. Um and you you put those together and then you you do your move so it it feels very much like a board game where you attack using dice you explore this hexagonal grid based thing you have to worry about your sanity because uh, you you lose sanity with every movement you make uh, and you and you replenish sanity with food and supplies like that and it's the kind of game where depending on luck and how things play out and and by your choices as well. A playthrough can end within minutes or you can go for hours. Um, and I still don't have a complete grasp on everything in the game, but it is an interesting game. It's a game that I am curious to see how things will play out if I try, if I do things this way or that way. And um, yeah, it's a game I want to play more of that actually is engaging me and, and is holding my interest. Um, visually, it has a very um, classic aesthetic uh, that, again, it reminds me a little bit of like Oregon Trail, but it, it looks better than that. It's just 
it reminds me of stuff from that ilk. Um, so yeah, this Curious Expedition. And you know, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, I've watched a few things. I watched Jojo Rabbit, which I thought was good but not great. It's one of the rare times with a movie that I thought it would have benefited from an extra half hour or so because it's, I think, somewhere around the one hour and 40 minute mark, uh, maybe an hour and 45 minutes. And it felt pacing wise like it just it was moving very quickly and there were there was a time or there, there was a point in the movie where some things happened i'm like we're we're already to this point and just like i feel like we went from zero to a hundred in like five ten minutes and i wish the the movie had more time to breathe and get from point a to point b but overall i did enjoy it quite a bit i'm I am surprised that Scarlett Johansson was nominated for it. Not that she's bad in it or anything. I'm just surprised that like she has a really good moment where she uh, plays the the boy's father, who's not at home, uh, and then she's like playing both the father and herself, uh, and that that's a good moment. But like nothing in her performance, you know. I, I can't remember the other nominees other than Laura Dern. Um, but nothing about a performance screamed like, yes, this was one of the, this is one of the best performances of the year. Um, but I did enjoy it overall. I started watching in small chunks, <laughs> really trashy reality show on Netflix called love is blind, which is horrible. It's, it's cr- like these people are garbage. I mean, I don't want to say they're all garbage, but like some of them are either just, insane saying i love you after four days uh or they're pieces of crap and i don't like them and i'm rooting against them um and also like it's just like it is 100 percent a trash show that no one should take serious that no one should look at with any kind of respect or value because it's called love is blind but it's cast by mostly attractive in shape people so how is it? How is it really blind? Put in some more older people there as well, like fucking like and like have more rules in place where people can't tell their age to someone. Like people are saying how old they were to each other right off the bat. Don't do that. And also be like they should have to make it way more interesting. Have it actually be full of people of all shapes and sizes and ages. Have rules in place where you can't tell someone your age. What do you do for a living? Anything that is representative of, like, I guess, you know, to some extent, people will be like, oh, well, if you don't tell them what you do for a living, then you'll, you won't have something to talk about. But, like, you have hobbies, you have other things. Because love is blind, but that also relates not just to visual, to your physical appearance, but also, you know, some people are like, oh, you're a doctor? Ooh, yeah. I want to marry a doctor. Uh, I'm not saying any of them were like that. Because I don't think there was a doctor on there. But I wouldn't be again. Like some of these people would be like, oh, you're a doctor? Um, but yeah. It, it's enjoyable in small doses. It's, it's a, a show that is exhausting for me to watch. Because I do cringe a lot. And I'm like, oh, ew, this is either gross. Or I'm just like, oh my god, what are you, what are you doing? Um, I am 
like I feel like there has to be something wrong with I believe his name was Carlton. Like I think he I I he he had he has some issues um that I, I like I don't even, I don't want to he is one I don't want to like make fun of because the way like his emotional reaction to certain things I'm just like you you need because his partner they chose reacted I think very sensibly to the the discovery that that the the reveal that he uh, is bisexual uh, which he didn't mention prior to asking her to marry him um, and all that and only told her after the fact and also after he was being an absolute piece of shit dick to her and then she's like you know she didn't just like run off and be like oh no gross you know, she was a little bit supportive initially, and then she's like, I need to go take some time to just think this over. And then when she went to talk to him again, like, the next morning, um, she's like, you know, I, I feel like you weren't completely honest with me. Because he wasn't, and he just did not, he, like, he just snapped in a way that was just like, no. It was, it was all on him, 100%. Um, but there's definitely a lot of, uh, going on in him. Um, and then there, there's this couple, Mark and Jessica. Jessica being 34, Mark being 24. And Jessica initially wanted to be with this dude who's 28. And then he rejected her. And then she had a little hit. Like she just broke down because of that and went back to Mark. And then Mark accepted her. Uh, and Mark. I think Mark at first, I don't know if he initially asked her like to marry him and then was, uh, said no to, uh, and then said yes to it later. Or if it just was let, he was let it known that she wasn't into him, that she was more interested in this Barrington or Barlington, whatever the hell the name is. But, um, I'm annoyed by that relationship. Cause I'm just like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Mark? She said, she, passed you for this older person and then when he rejected her she came back to you not because oh she really realized that she likes you just like well he likes me so much i'm 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 gonna take you and then like what she was saying i'm just like oh i hate that relationship probably the most even though there are people i hate more than them i hate that relationship because i'm just like why are you doing this mark no i'd be like fuck no i'm not i'm not gonna be your little leftovers that you're like, oh, you got rejected and I'm still here. I'm like, no, you, you, you chose not to be with me. Like you, you did not want to be with me. And now because you don't have an option, I'm, I'm still there. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Cause like the thing is, if the situation is known that like, that it could not work or whatever. Uh, but the fact that she was behaving very much like Mark was the one for her. It's just garbage. I don't know how much of it is real and all that shit. There's also this dude named Rory who has never been on a date. I guess he also got engaged with somebody on the show, but they never show him on any dates, but he's always there consoling the other guy contestants. He's like a fucking group therapist, which is just weird. 
Uh, the editing is weird to make it seem like none of these people ever actually have any kind of chemistry. So I don't really buy any of these relationships. But I've watched maybe like five episodes. This is stupid shit. But it, it makes me think that, you know what, I'd probably like reality TV if I just watched it. Because I just think it's trash. But um, yeah, I'm going to watch some of that. Anywho, that will do it for this section of the podcast. And now... I, along with my friend Justin, will talk about Totally Reliable Delivery Service, some anime, and other jazz. And then the show will be over. All right? All right. Thank you. Take it away, Ninja. Yes, I'm Ninja. Shing. So, I'm here with my friend Justin. Say hello, Justin. Don't hello, give me that look. Justin. Hello, Justin. There you go. Okay. That's for you. Okay. That's not funny. That's just, <laughs> it's stupid. always funny. I'm in trouble. But we played... Totally reliable delivery service. And we played about an hour. But before we even talk about that, I want to say something right now. I said, hey, you want to record? And you're like, sure. Then I'm just sitting there waiting, and I check Xbox, and you're in Apex Legends. Were you playing a game? You're just sitting in the main... Like, What are you doing? No, I was playing a game. I had to get my objectives done for the day. What are you talking about? You could have waited. I was already doing it. No. I was already doing it. I think I think when I asked you, you were watching Crunchyroll. You were out watching some anime. And then you're like, well, I'm going to get in the game too. When he could have recorded with me. And then we could have got our challenges done together. Okay. So that was already getting my last challenge done because I played earlier today. Also, I was watching anime. Yeah, you got me there. Exactly. But I was finishing anime by the time you asked me to. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then I didn't get your message right away. So there's that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, we play Totally Reliable Delivery Service, which is a co-op game, a very silly co-op game in the same vein as stuff like Overcooked, Tools Up. I think it's more reminiscent of Human Fall Flat, which I don't think you've played. I have not. I know it's on Game Pass. It is in Game Pass, right? Because I was thinking of other games that we could play of this ilk, and I think that's the most comparable because it's very physics-based, and that's very much (laughs) what totally reliable delivery services it it doesn't control i I don't want to say it doesn't control well because that's kind of the point but it's just very is that kind kind of of janky yeah it is i mean these types of games are meant to like if you play this by yourself you'd be like this is a pile of shit but when you're playing with somebody else you're just like we're enduring and enjoying this pile of shit together because this is the first time i've played a game like this with someone else i played like overcooked and all these games by myself and they're never balanced for a single person right overcooked i've played with other people and it is so much fun then i finally played it by myself and i was like who would do this yeah it's just it's exhausting it is it rackets up the difficulty immediately and it's just like i can't handle all this uh but the 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 whole setup of totally reliable delivery service is that you are delivering something usually a box to another box i guess some, yep. But sometimes it's, you know, a big block of ice or a giant fish and probably some other crap, too. I don't know. We played it for about an hour and we delivered you know, maybe like 10 things. Yep. It was fun for what it was. Yeah. You can't fly. That's... Yeah, I can fly a plane. I can't fly a helicopter. You could fly a helicopter. I was surprised. The helicopter I wasn't not... hard. I, I expected it to be a lot harder than what you made it seem like it was. I don't know if it was just that to like get it up off the ground you just have to keep like 
gradually pressing the button because I just fully pressed forward and it just like went straight upside down and it was just a nightmare. But uh, yeah, so what do you think of the game? It is not something I would play ever by myself, like you said, um, but it was fun to play with you and I can see it being like a fun, like I am here to play something super chill, super I don't care what happens. Let me play something like this. Yeah, I think I think it's great in a time like this with what's going on in the world because I can't remember the last time I've laughed as much. Not just like playing a game, but just in general because there's just some ridiculous shit that was going on. Like, so in many cases, we end up having to put the package into a vehicle to transport it to the location, and. One, just getting the box into the trunk of whatever vehicle it is can be a real <laughs> ridiculous situation. But then there are times where we couldn't really do it, so we just kind of managed to have one of us. I, I usually drove, and then I'd be driving. I'd have my hand on the... It's not a wheel. It's like, you know, a lever thing. True. And then you would be hanging onto me with one arm and holding the box with the other one and just dangling on the side. And we would be doing our best. Like, if you if you don't, you know, pace yourself, like turning and stuff just turns the whole car over, and it just becomes a nightmare. And then there was like right in the beginning, there's this stupid situation going up the mountain, and there's just a log that keeps coming down. That's like the only situation where there's just a log coming down. It doesn't even make sense. But well, that it, that was causing some issues. It made more sense than the giant crab or the giant snowman. So, at least uh, the log made some sense. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I'll give you the snowman, because snowman aren't real. I'm sorry for Osti and all your fans out there. But crabs can get very giant. Not that don't giant. You, don't you remember the PS3 announcement? Giant enemy crabs? You, you just knock it on its back for massive damage or whatever that meme joke was? No, you don't. Because you're do a baby. You're you were like two years old then. <laughs> No, I just didn't. I th- I wasn't a PlayStation kid, so you know. Yeah, but didn't you just like watch the E three? No. But, um, oh, back then I only cared about Xbox. You still only really care about Xbox. You right? And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what even else to say about the game because it these types of games are very straightforward. They are meant to just be enjoyed for the silly nature of them you know it's similar to stuff like even goat simulator but like goat simulator i don't don't know if goat simulator has multiplayer and goat simulator is even more janky and weird and i could never get into that but i did enjoy this I, i think some of the things can be a bit more challenging because they're one of the ones that we ended on and didn't uh do was getting the fish into this high up box thing in this like light tower and the way that worked is that i like i first thought it was like a, a little platformer yeah, that you that, uh, that you would yeah. raise but no it's uh what is it like a not a survey belt but uh like whatever a, the hell this a conveyor belt. Called. Conveyor, conveyor belt. belt there you go see when i can't think of a word it's good to have somebody else who could think the word for me but uh <laughs> you had to then angle that right and ra- uh, rank it up the speed and then put the fish on there, and that didn't work. Like I almost made it, but it just went way off to the side and way out of range, 
And I think you may have ended up on it too and then ended up somewhere on the side. Right. What I don't understand about the game is the very unrealistic, like, trophy system they had. I don't understand why they think anyone could do certain tasks that fast. Were you some of the achievements? No, no, not the achievements. When every delivery. Oh, you're done with the the trophy system, though. Right, so like bronze, silver, gold. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are, like in any type of game like this, there are people who just like devote themselves to it and just become really good at it, even though it's not a skill for any other game or any other purpose. They're just like, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm sure there are going to be people who are speedrunning this and I don't know if it games done quick or something because it is a fun knee game to watch and it's fun to play with another person. Right. Like if I was playing this by myself, I would get annoyed very quickly. There, there are certain deliveries that are pretty easy, uh, but like certain ones, uh, like the, the one where we had to fly the block of ice. And I couldn't get the helicopter working. I was just like, well, there's a there's a, a hot air balloon there. Let's just take that instead. That took a long-ass time. It there was really no way did. we were getting to gold then. <laughs> uh. It wasn't worse than when we had to deliver the the gas tank. And yeah. Yeah. That just didn't that work thing, No. Because we got it a, a decent, decent, uh, a, de- a decent, decent. We got it a decent distance. After the first failed attempt when we blew up the car, but then it fell over. I can't remember exactly why. And then it just smashed the little top off of it. And then it just flew up into the sky. And I was like, well, let's try something else. I assume uh, it was because we- it was dragging on the street because obviously we couldn't keep it inside the car. So I yeah. assume that's why we failed in that sense. Yeah. Then we got sucked up by a tornado at one point, which was like one of us went nowhere and then the other person just went way far yep the the sense of like physics and gravity of the game are just like totally bonkers because there were times where i thought i could jump and didn't and then times where i didn't want to jump and then jump like michael jordan it made made no sense yeah and these dudes like you can only make two types of body chubby male chubby female i'm okay with sexually speaking not gender. I don't want to pigeonhole anyone. But, uh, yeah. The, the creator is funky. I'm okay like with this considering that things. most games don't have body types that fit mine. So, you know, shout out to the creator for making someone looks like me. The rest didn't look there like me, but the body did. Well, didn't, you were complaining that oh, this is as brown as it gets? Yeah. It was ridiculous. There was only one shade of brown, and it was more like like a orange caramel thing. I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it's not completely up to you. But the body type was fun. Yeah. But uh, despite their chubbiness, these when they want to move, they can move real quick. They can run fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you did find a trampoline in the environment. So I, I don't know if there are a lot of things like that sprinkled out in the environment, like little things that you can just mess around with. And you, you were much better at doing it than I was. Yep. Uh, I peeked at the the achievements after we finished the game, and apparently there's like a decent must. There must be like a handful about of uh, vehicles available because that was one of the achievements. I was like, oh, look at them, cool. Yeah, I like. I think you can unlock certain vehicles that you can maybe just randomly spawn when you want to, which would be nice. Uh-huh. I did like. I did like flying the plane. I think the plane felt really good to yes. control. Yes, it did. Surprising. Just hanging onto the wing while you flew it was super fun. Yeah. 
That that was really fun. I'd, I'd like to do that more. And okay, what I want. This game was fun, but what I want... Did you download Overcooked? That game is super I fun. I will. And I can't wait to play that with you because I really enjoyed that game. And we should try Human Fall Flat. What is it about, Human Fall Flat? I think Human Fall Flat is like a puzzle-based game. So it's, it's it's more like little small isolated rooms and you have to like put this object here or open this platform or whatever. It's just like these small little isolated puzzle spaces. And then you have to figure out how to get through them and then you like i think the, the way you always end the levels you like jump off it and just like you fall into the next level oh fair so it's like an escape so it's, room it's, i guess in a way but very silly the the characters body type they look similar to this but they're all like blank they're almost like uh those figures not funko pop so they're, they're those figures that they would come blank and then you could like draw on them oh those those like uh, make your own like, Funko Pop Funko Pops. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, that, they're that, still the same price. Very, very insulting. But well, I mean, Funko Pops in general are just garbage. People really love them, though. Good for people. You know, people <laughs> are wrong in many cases. I don't know, man. Like, even I I own, like, well, I only own two, to be honest. But, you know, they're fun. I own some, too. I have, you know, the Ninja Turtle ones. I think Funko Pops are good. When they're not human characters. They work for like animals and things that are just not human. They just look weird and pretty much always the same if they're humans. I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of wrestler ones. I think those are pretty cool. No. Sometimes athletes work, but not all athletes. Athlete's foot. I want that Funko Pop. Jesus. I don't know how that works. Just a giant foot that yep. has two feet coming out of it. Do, do you have the, the, ninja, the, ninja, the old Ninja Turtle... Mobile one? Yeah. I have that. I saw I was like, man, Mark would love this. But I'm like, he probably also already has it. I was right. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. I haven't bought anything in a while, but yeah. True. That's 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 totally reliable delivery service. Fun game with a buddy. Yes. I'm not recommended by itself though. No. Yeah. I'm sure it's not fun by yourself. I haven't tried it. I really don't want to anymore. True. And another funny thing that probably this is probably like, and this isn't something that whether I, maybe they do intend it. Like, I don't want to say they intend this because this is extra janky, but probably the biggest laughs came from times when we would not break the game but get stuck in things. So there was a time where I got stuck in like the backboard of a vehicle and I just kept spinning around in circles. True. And I couldn't get out. Then I got stuck in the trampoline and you had to pull me out. I. <laughs> I think uh, the ridiculous sense of strength that you just had made me laugh. So, like, even when I tried to escape your grasp, if you dragged me, then I was it. I was being yeah. dragged. I couldn't even stop yeah, I, I, I was doing that when you were creating your character, and you're just like, I'm trying to create my character. Stop trying to pull <laughs> me away. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I will ask you this, though. Um, for games like this, when games like this are created, you know, there is a one, there is a single-player mode. But don't you think games like this should have a more, I guess, easier curve for the people who do want to play solo? Because absolutely, I, I like when I look at these games, and it's nice because some some of these games don't always have online multiplayer, which then makes me even less inclined to recommend them, even if they're really fun with another person. Because finding a, a person locally, like a lot of people, don't have friends locally that are easy to just you know 
drop by and play. And especially now, <laughs> you can't just be like, hey, oh, yeah, come true. over, let's play this game. <laughs> we can get coronavirus together. But I think games like this, they should, if, if they're going to have a single player option at all, then they should try and at least do something to balance it out. And I, I don't have like the answer to that, but I think that makes sense. Uh, at least like if these games or if any of them were more expensive, it'd be much more problematic. The fact that it's like, okay, this is really only good with other people and it's like 20 bucks or whatever, then okay. I can get that and just, you know, I feel like they should definitely make it noted that this is good with other people. You can play it by yourself, but it's highly, highly, highly recommended you play with other people. Just force everyone to make a friend. Like, if you don't have a friend, don't buy it. If you want to play it, yeah. make a friend. Because, like, in comparison to something like Goat Simulator, which is definitely more single-player driven, there's not as much to play around with in the environment. Like the, you, you might find a trampoline or, or whatnot. But for the most part, you're just the, the, the fun and weirdness and all that comes from getting the package from point A to point B. True. Go Simulator is just like, fucking, here, here's a house. Just go inside and then just destroy it. There are a bunch of people here just ramming. And like, there's not, it's not so much a playground to, to just mess around in as much as it is. How you get from this point to this point, how ridiculous is it going to be? Okay, concerning Goat Simulator real quick, there's only one, right? There, There's just the one game, but then they've had multiple DLC packs. There's like MMO Goat Simulator, Goat Simulator Payday Edition, uh, a few other ones. I have no idea how they work or what exactly they do, but I own all of them. Oh, wow. And if there is multiplayer... <laughs> We could. I, I, that might be on Game Pass as well. I'm not sure. I think it is. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I'm just wondering because I think they should make a sequel called Ghost Simulator 2 Return of the Kid. Come on, bro. It worked perfectly. Or make a sequel called Goatsy Simulator. Goatsy? Why? <laughs> why not? True. That, that, is, that is how things like this work. But yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. Bang. I don't know if you want to say anything else about the game or anything else in general, as this is your, if the, if the audio works, then this is your introduction to people. I who definitely hope the audio you, works. Justin, will be the other host of the Anime Podcast. I am super excited for the Anime Podcast, because, man, my frequency of watching anime has increased tremendously. It's ridiculous. Yes, and I uh, like, I love anime. I like talking about it. But it's like I have a lot of fun talking to you, my one fellow anime buddy. And I, I think we have good discussions and we have varying opinions. I think they're good discussions. Oh, I like, agree. I, but and I, I think, think at a certain point, you just like say, no, you're wrong. And then I have to be like, no, you're wrong. And, you know, bam. That's I think it's fine. Spicy. I think it's spicy. That, that, that's good radio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you but that. But like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more like there are certain things where I'm just like, no, Justin, you're wrong. But there are other times where I'm like, yeah, I get that. I don't think it's that I'm wrong. I feel like once again, you just your your bar is too high sometimes on something. No, it's, so it's, it's not too high. It's that you are too forgiving. 
Like the you're 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 too willing to just say, well, it's just anime. That's anime. No, but it's certain types of anime tropes that just make sense in certain situations. No, they they like. I am all for tropes in all kinds, but there are certain times where a trope does not fit a show tonally. I don't know. And I, I think, will die on that. I think a small moment of hilarity in a mix of sadness or seriousness, it breaks the tension. There, there's plenty. <laughs> We're talking about a, a, an anime that, for short, it's called Snafu. Damn. We're just never going to agree on this. <laughs> but there is plenty of comedy in that show. But when it gets super silly, no. That, no, I do not like it. I don't understand I don't, why. Because it's it's the role they play. Why would you want them to get serious out of nowhere? Because I don't need I don't need those I don't even need those characters in it. Honestly. No, they make sense because like, one, like, one one makes him the, feel like the, he has feelings, and the other one's just like the, some creep. The, the one who is the the boy who is very feminine ass, and they're just like, oh, do I like boys? That that one's fine. Okay, I can deal with that. True. But like the yaoi obsessed girl who freaking has these crazy fits. Who looks like she's gonna start murdering people and then just spouts so much blood out of her nose and just freaking talks real fast and is just going crazy. I'm like, calm down. And she she's much better in the second season. Like I think the second season, like the first season, there there were a few rough patches, but the second season they really got a handle for things and didn't overdo things. And I, I don't think you've started the second no, season I, yet. When uh, you tech when you hit me up, I had just finished the last episode of the first season. There you go. Yeah, I like the the second season is definitely the sweet spot, and hopefully the third season will be, Oof, you know, I'm excited really really good. <laughs> but yeah, for those interested in the anime podcast, we plan to record. I think we will record once you finish season two of Snafu, and then maybe wait until the first episode of the third season so we can talk about the two seasons and then where it looks like maybe it's going in the third season. And also, we'll just give a basic introduction to ourselves and like our favorite anime and how we rate anime and stuff like that. It'll be a very basic introductory type of show. And we still we, we don't really know exactly how it's going to work, but we'll just play it by ear. It's me being all, almost, all, almost always always accepting and then you just being like, no, stop. I am very accepting. I've got a lot of things that I like. Yeah, like I've then, got I've got a lot of eights and nines and tens. What's funny is you have more. I'm pretty sure you have more nines and tens than me, and probably more eights. Yeah. I have a lot more. I think I have a lot more sevens. But you've also watched a lot more than me. So. Yeah. And I mean, like, I am someone of y'all who will also stick with something I hate. Like right now, I'm like seven episodes into Polar Bear Cafe, and I'm probably just going to keep watching it here and there. It's a show that I can half watch because it's so stupid, and like, it should work for me. It's full of puns. I do not like the puns in this show at all, but like that OP, the OP I'm really is good. liking. The OP is good. I'll give you that. And I, I think I am getting to a point where I'm saying to myself, I am going to try and just watch the OP and the ED every time. Like I, I was always very conscious about like, no, that's a waste of time. It's taking away from time of watching an episode. But I, I feel like I should give more respect to those things, and it's not really that much time. Like in the grand scheme of things. It's probably a minute I'm saving, specifically on the OP. On the ED, I can just skip it over. But like the OP, when you, on any of the apps, whether it's Crunchyroll, Funimation, Hulu, whatever, when you have to move the little button 
to where the show starts then it's like well fucking i needed to take 30 seconds to rebuff i'm like <laughs> why do i even do this now i could have just watched the op with how long it takes you to rebuffer and get back to the the stream i still prefer skipping it i think <laughs> nine out of ten times the especially the op isn't good enough for me to listen to so i i, I will skip. definitely skip the op or the ed if i just know straight off the bat that i don't like it what like ED i'll give it a few episodes time? none right now I, i'm saying now that i might start doing it like there, there are a few eds that I've liked. Um, but for the most part, like OD, like the OP first, uh, Log Horizon, which I'm currently rewatching, it grew on me. Man. But I'm not super fond of it. And then the ED, I actually like. I think the ED is pretty good. Uh, the first one. Um, but yeah. I think. I, I, watched, I watched a video quiz that was like, can you tell these OPs? And I was like, I felt bad when I couldn't re- remember a lot of them and they were all shows that I watched. I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Even like there were ones that I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. What is this? And I didn't, I, like, I didn't even recognize it. And one of them was for One Punch Man. I'm like, how did I, I did not even recognize this OP. And it was really good. Hmm. Also, the quiz is stupid because it like ranked things, you know, easy, normal, I think, or very easy, normal, hard, and then like, you're an otaku. And Mob Psycho 100 was listed as a hard one. I don't understand that. I think that's a pretty popular series. And then Cowboy Bebop was in normal and not easy. When that's like one of the most prolific series. Like, I don't... Whatever. It's dumb. But it was fun. I've never watched Mob Psycho because the artwork throws me. And I just... It's hard to get through. It's beautifully animated. You should give it a shot in the same way that you weren't a fan of the overall aesthetic of Isaacin or whatever the hell that show is. Keep oh, your hands yeah. off. But, oh my god, so good. Keep your hands off. Isaacin was so good. Mob like, Psycho was very good and the animation is incredible. I'll have to and give it's very, like, It's very fun. And even if you want to like, you know, not give it your full attention or something, the dub is solid. I can't watch dubs. I need, cause, because, I, because stories matter so much, subs keep me focused regardless of what I'm doing because I have to, so... Yeah, but that's my, I I do subs for that reason, but also because I find that English voice acting in many respects is just, I don't want to say it's bad, but I think it's bad. I agree. Also, I'm tired of hearing the same people. Okay, Vegeta, you're in everything. I get it. And like, the thing is, we're probably hearing the same, like, I'm pretty sure we're hearing a lot of the same people when we watch anime subbed. It's just that we speak English natively, so therefore... It's much more easy to recognize, and we're not spending any, we're not having to take any of our focus on subtitles. All of our focus is on the audio and the visuals, and not on having to read at the same time. And I feel like that helps to alleviate. Like, I think if you take a good dub and a good sub, the good sub is going to sound significantly better, even if they're the exact same quality. They're better actors. I, I also think they're, I think they're better voice actors they right and they're I, better voice actors I'll give it, you that. it's because that's where it's made that's like it's part of the culture there and like you know there's there's not like a, a huge pool of actors here and I, I also find that if if a show is much more like calm and like slice of lifey it can work better dubbed but if it's 
full of heightened emotions like Attack on Titan. I'm like, oh my, no, I don't buy any of this. You just sound like a bunch of whiny pieces of shit. I need to rewatch Attack on Titan because I watched it dubbed and I don't think that was a good idea. (laughs) Even though people are like, oh, it's a very good, like a lot of people like a lot of dubs and I like my fair share of dubs. I think there are some pretty good ones like Trigun, Cowboy Bebop, Death Note, Death Parade, uh, Durara. Why would you want Death Parade dubbed? It's so good. It's It's a very good dub. Also, the best, one of the best OPs I've ever heard. It's on my phone. It's it's great. That was in that quiz, and when I heard it, I'm like, I don't really like this. But I, it's like 15 seconds, so. It's great. I freaking love it. Yeah. Any last words? Because <laughs> this went on way longer than I thought. My, <laughs> my regular podcast is going to be super long because I have so much other shit to talk about. True. True. Nope. Fair. I'm, fair. I'm fair. Done. Fair. True. all right well that was good i had fun did you have fun i enjoyed it i hope this uh turns out fantastic or at least you know acceptable all right well that is it and we're back oh i'm back at this point and that will do it for this episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again I am your host, Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. I hope you enjoyed that little bit with Justin. Well, it's a, it's a lot of bit, but I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoyed the anime podcast when they when we get that up and running. But of course, the site is pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, the Attack the Backlog podcast. Just call it Attack the Backlog. I didn't even call it the Attack the Backlog podcast. Just Attack the Backlog. And when it's live, I'll tell you what it's called, but also an anime podcast in the hopefully very soon future. Um, and, and they're all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. If you'd like to check out the video version of nothing, well, I mean Attack the Backlog, if you want to check out videos whether they be Attack the Backlog or Indie Roundups or some reviews or what have you, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch them there if you'd like to check out the art I make. You can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece of fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away anyway that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely week and and of course like always at this point in time i hope you're staying healthy clean remembering to wash your hands and all that jazz and yeah i hope you your family, your loved ones, your friends, all of them, and even those who you don't know, basically just everyone in the world, is staying as healthy as possible. And that if you sadly end up with COVID, that you you pull through and you survive it. Um, So yeah, stay safe out there. Don't go crazy buying water and toilet paper just what you need and yeah that that will that will do it so i will now say 
Bye-bye.